Climate change is our biggest problem. This podcast lays out some of the smartest fixes for climate change. My name is Matt, and this is Climate Solutions. Today, singing the blues for the ocean blue. Woke up this morning, plastic choking the seas. Woke up this morning, saying, baby, please, quit throwing your trash in the river. And you're going to have some kind of possibly reasonable chance of saving the seas. You like that one, Nicola? Why am I singing the blues? Because this is our episode about the oceans. The ocean is, of course, famously blue. And investment in the ocean is known as the blue economy. We'll get to that term later. But first, why does anyone need to invest in the oceans? The answer is that we're polluting the oceans and we're doing it from places that aren't even on the ocean. So today on Climate Solutions, we'll look at the unexpected ways in which we're polluting the oceans and the way that pollution plays a role in climate change. I'll also give you a checklist of things you can do to hold back the tide of pollution. An estimated 8 million tons of plastic ends up as waste in the oceans each year. But if we want to stop this pollution, We shouldn't focus on the oceans. To save the seas, we need to change what we do on land. Every day, plastics are thrown or washed into our streets, our backyards, rivers, beaches and coastal areas all over the world. A lot of this waste ends up in the oceans. It also clogs drains and increases flooding in many cities, which creates a breeding ground for disease-bearing insects and rodents. What's the source of this problem? Well... People buy too many single-use plastics, such as bags, bottles, and straws, and they throw them away after a short time. There's a simple fix to this problem. Stop buying and using these kinds of plastic products and packaging. There is no simple fix to the other problem. For that, we need to improve the poor waste collection and disposal methods in many parts of the world. Both of these problems send a lot of plastic into the seas. About 40% of the plastic that ends up in the oceans comes from trash discarded in or near rivers by the 2 billion people who lack waste collection services. Of all the plastic arriving in the oceans from rivers, 90% comes from just 10 rivers, mainly in Africa and Asia. Fast population growth and rapid urbanization in many cities around the world, particularly in coastal areas, add to the plastics problem. The need to conserve the oceans is one of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. Over the past few years, the European Investment Bank and other development institutions have been working hard to safeguard the seas and help the world meet these goals. After all, investments in the oceans shouldn't be an afterthought. Oceans cover nearly two-thirds of our planet. We rely on them for water, food, climate and oxygen. Nearly half the world's population depends directly on the seas for their livelihoods. Oceans are a source of renewable energy, natural resources, and new ingredients for plant, animal, and medical care. A lot of the environmental news in the headlines over the past few years has been related to plastic waste in the oceans. We've seen whales washed ashore with stomachs full of plastic. Microscopic plastic particles have been found in fish samples around the world. The oceans contain trillions of minuscule pieces of plastic as well as giant garbage patches the biggest of which, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, as it's called, covers an area three times the size of France. All that plastic 
contains hazardous chemicals that are eaten by fish and when you eat the fish yourself can lead to many health problems. Okay, Nicola, I'm constantly trying to add to your skills and your knowledge because after all, you're better at editing podcasts and doing cool animations with online tools than I am. So in return for all that excellent work you've done, let me give you the rundown on microplastics. That's a fair trade, I think. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Microplastics are tiny plastic pieces polluting the oceans. You could probably figure that out yourself, I guess. Anyhow, microplastics account for the large majority of plastic debris on the ocean's surfaces. Microplastics include broken down plastic waste, synthetic fibers and beads found in personal hygiene products. They harm marine life, which mistakes them for food, and they're consumed by humans through seafood and tap water. To fight plastic waste, the European Investment Bank launched the Clean Oceans Initiative in 2018 with the German and French development banks. The three banks are providing technical advice and up to 2 billion euros in financing over five years for projects that collect and manage plastics and other waste and that clean up wastewater before it reaches the ocean. The initiative is primarily aimed at helping cities in coastal and river areas in the developing countries of Asia and Africa. It will help public authorities and private companies of all sizes. It also encourages research and innovation. About a dozen investments are in the planning stage or have been signed. I'm going to give you a few details about just a couple. That's so you can see the amount of money it's going to cost to do this all over the world because these are expensive projects. But also so you can understand how many people in developing countries will benefit on the way to cleaning up the oceans. So first on my Clean Oceans Initiative list of really good projects, it's a 50 million euro loan for Cotonou. Nicola, where's Cotonou? It's on the south coast of Benin, of course, in Africa. Oh, very good, Climate Croat. Yeah, I just Googled that. Oh, yeah, good. The Cotonou project is to renovate stormwater systems and protect the areas from floods every rainy season. This will help 187,000 people and cut down on pollution in the Gulf of Guinea. Okay, number two on the Clean Oceans Initiative NICE list. An 80 million euro loan to improve water services and sanitation in Buenos Aires, extending a sewer network in a wastewater treatment plant, uh, as well as upgrading a water treatment plant in the city. This will improve access to water and the quality of the water for more than 24,000 people. Let's go to number three, Clean Oceans Initiative cleaning up the Kitchener drain, not the kitchen drain. I have to clean that up when I get home tonight. My wife sent me an email to say it got clogged again. But no, this is the Kitchener drain. It's the main agricultural drain in the Nile Delta region of Egypt. So the Clean Oceans Initiative is lending 214 million euros to reduce pollution in the Kitchener drain. It's a big system of canals, really, in the Nile Delta of Lower Egypt, and it's 69 kilometers long. It's one of the most severely polluted canal systems in Egypt. A large amount of plastics will be removed from wastewater in the canals, heading off this pollution before it makes it to the Mediterranean Sea. The people who work on the Clean Oceans Initiative at the European Investment Bank are very excited about it, but projects in other parts of the world are eligible for financing under the initiative if they make a big difference in cleaning the seas. Water projects can make a big difference everywhere after all. In Warsaw, for example, not so long ago, the EU Climate Bank, the European Investment Bank, financed a wastewater management system that stopped untreated sewage from being dumped into the Vistula River and ending up in the Baltic Sea. It can be difficult to find 
bankable projects. And preparing projects in the developing world takes a lot of time and resources. So the European Investment Bank is putting a lot of work into this. But the experts at the bank say that if we don't do the difficult work now, we'll suffer, and so will the oceans in the decades ahead. There are many threats to the ocean besides plastics, of course. Because of climate change and the damage brought on by the 7 billion people on Earth, the oceans are suffering from melting ice caps, rising acidity, over-exploitation, coastal degradation, untreated wastewater disposal. Wow, it's quite a list. Next time I go swimming in the sea, I'll be kind of surprised that the sea doesn't just spit me out in disgust at what humans like me are doing to it. But... You don't want to think about me and my swimming trunks, huh? Tell me about it. So let's put my swimming trunks aside and get on with the blue economy. What's the blue economy? The blue economy involves all the different economic activities related to the oceans, the seas, and the coasts. It covers a wide range of industry sectors, and it refers to the sustainable use of ocean resources for economic growth, improved livelihoods, and jobs. The European Investment Bank, the EU bank, was a principal player in the adoption of the Sustainable Blue Economy Finance Principles. These principles explain how to make sure investments do not hurt marine life or coastal development or erode the ocean's health. There are 14 principles, I'll put a link to them all in the show notes, 14 principles designed to address habitat destruction, plastic pollution and overfishing, as well as to foster Cooperation on Ocean Health, Scientific Research, Data Collection, and Innovation. The European Investment Bank also supports the Sustainable Ocean Fund. This fund, which was launched in 2018, helps fisheries, aquaculture, the seafood supply chain, and coastal development, mainly in Latin America, Africa, and Asia. The EU Bank is investing up to 20 million euros in this fund. That's not all the money in the fund. The Sustainable Ocean Fund is raising $100 million to invest in as many as 20 ocean projects in emerging markets. These will conserve fishing communities and improve the lives of people who rely on the ocean for food and jobs. The fund will support more than 5,000 jobs in coastal towns and preserve 14,000 jobs in supply chains and related businesses. This is all because the ocean isn't only an ecological issue. It's an economic issue. When big institutions like the European Investment Bank get involved, private investors join in because they can see that they can make a profit with green investments. That's good for the ocean. It's also good for growth and jobs. Bottom line, it is hard to overstate how important it is to step up our actions to preserve the oceans. Everyone has to realize that the rivers and oceans are not our garbage disposal. We are cleaning the seas for the good of humanity. We have to do it to preserve our future. And now, as promised, a list of what you, dear citizen, can do right now to start cleaning up the oceans. Here's the countdown. Number three thing you can do to clean up the oceans. Throw away plastic the way you're supposed to throw it away. This isn't always easy because, let's face it, if we're all a bit lazy and where I live there's recycling in my apartment building for glass and paper but not for plastic so I have to go to a supermarket and it's not even the nearest one to me either where there's recycling for plastic but I do it 
because I know that otherwise that plastic is going to sit in a landfill for 1,000 years or it's going to swish downriver to the sea where it may end up being eaten by a fish that my children will one day eat. So I recycle. You should too. Number two thing you can do to clean up the ocean. Depending on where you live, you can actually get paid for separating plastics. So look into that. And here's the number one thing for you to do. This one is about real commitment, so that's why I made it number one. Here it is. Participate in river or beach cleanup activities. You might even have special skills that could make you a real asset to these kinds of cleanups. I used to have a friend who was trained in scuba diving, so she actually got into cleaning up the East River in New York City. She and a bunch of other scuba divers joined an official team that would dive into this rather filthy river and pull out all kinds of crazy polluting stuff. Just remember not to do this anywhere dangerous and always join an official cleanup. Okay, that's our episode. For the research, I want to thank European investment bank experts Alessandra Borello and Jonas Bistrom. Subscribe to Climate Solutions and you'll learn what you should do to fight climate change in your town or city, in your home, or even on your digital devices. Right now, go and use the tips in this episode to start saving the climate and listen to our other episodes to do the job right. I'll be back with Nicola, the Climate Croat, next time on Climate Solutions from the European Investment Bank, the EU Climate Bank. <laughs>